0: Here at Making Movies is Hard, we want to express our support for the writer strike. We encourage our filmmaker comrades to look into how best they can be allies for the good fight.
1: Please go to W-G-A-C-O-N-T-R-A-C-T 2023.org to support the cause.
0: You know, making movies is hard. Making movies is hard.
1: Welcome. This is the podcast about the struggle of being an independent filmmaker. I'm Mark Bissell, the founding host of the podcast. I'm a sci-fi horror filmmaker, and my first feature film, The Alternate, is out now on digital, DVD, and Tubi.
0: I'm Liz Manisha, I'm a writer, director, producer, who has made two features, Bread and Butter and Speed of Life, and I'm currently making others, including a horror comedy called Best Friends Forever. I'm a distribution consultant who does sales, and I used to manage Sundance's Creative Distribution Initiative.
1: On this Thursday bonus episode, we're going to play the interview from episode 241 way back in December 2019 with production designer Rob Ryuda, who is the production designer on The Alternate, right while we were in the middle of shooting The Alternate. And we talked about a lot about how he built his sets and how he did his thing on that movie. I thought this was a good match for Gato because we talked about set building a lot which ties into the set talk we did with Gato. Plus we focus on our talk on the sci-fi movie same with Gato. So yeah, figure this was a good mix to, you know, sci-fi, alternate, sci-fi, space wars, good good play. But don't go away because after that we'll play another round of You're the Expert. But first don't forget to check out our Patreon page. You can go at www.patreon.com/ Slash MMIH podcast and give what you can to support the show. This is the way that the show keeps going. You know, we've got our back episodes, about 350 or so episodes that you can listen to behind the paywall for just $1.99 a month. So go check that out. But without any further bibble babble, here's our throwback interview with Rob Riuta.
0: This week, we are super, super jazzed to welcome production designer Robert Ryuda to the show. Um, nice. I don't want to bury the lead. I know that like I have access to a bio about Rob, but I just wanted to mention at the top that Rob is production designing the alternate, but I know that you have many other credits as well on your CV. Rob, can you give us a little bio on yourself?
2: Sure. Uh, as far as uh, ma- being a production designer, I started, uh, I don't know, over about a decade ago doing stuff, small things. Uh, actually, I was a production assistant first, and uh, one day, I uh, my brother called me up and said he had a movie he was working on and asked if I could, uh, you know, they couldn't find an on-set dresser, and he knew I was into art and movies, so I uh, said sure, and the movie turned out to be Fruitvale Station, and, um, you know, I, that was a great experience, and from there, I um, kind of sprung into or jumped into uh, production designing. And uh, my first movie I worked on uh, as a production designer was American Wrestler, The Wizard. And it's a movie set in 79, 80 about a wrestler. I've done 11 films then and a number of um, shorts and what have you. Nice. So
1: I I have a question. So before you did Fruitvale Station, had you already been doing art department stuff or was that sort of like... You were still figuring out if you wanted to do art or, or a different department. And then that opportunity came. And then it was like, okay, art
2: all the time. Well, I actually uh, interned on All About Evil, uh, Peaches Christ, uh, her, her film. Um, so that was like, oh yeah, it was released in 2010, I think. So before then, so I, I'd worked in the art department and I'd done a lot of um, one-off things. Um, you know, like not one-off, like one or two days by myself or with one other person. So uh I kind of was teaching myself and then learning from people around me um and then I kind of talked my way into American wrestling.
0: Is it the hardest job? Is production design the hardest job?
2: <laughs> is it the hardest job? Um I think the hardest job is director but um
0: that is a lie. We do nothing. Like I just to, I had to say something we do nothing. We just like say yes to things or no to things. You there's so much involved in production design.
2: It is pretty hard, I guess. I mean, I'm always thinking about things like color and character and story, and um, there's a lot of layers to it, I'll say that. And then you got, uh, you're working with a lot of art people. <laughs> <laughs> just,
1: just just to illustrate this, the other day, Rob sends me like six different diagrams that he drew of possible layouts for one of the locations in the movie, or one of the, our set, basically. <laughs> And I, like, looked at them and was like, oh, yeah, they all look good. And he was like, no, you have to pick one. <laughs> There's, like, different options here, you moron. And so I just looked at them the other day and I was like, oh, yeah, look, on all the work he did, he did, like, three different variations of the way that we could lay out all Jake's office. And then it's like, oh, well, I just have to decide which one I like best. But I don't have to draw anything.
0: Right? We well, have <laughs> you know? the easier job. <laughs> That's how right.
1: I feel. I mean, we have probably more stress. I mean, I don't know. Maybe if it's more stress, it's
2: all stressful, I guess. But uh, I think it's, uh, yeah, I, I, I like to think I'm in there in the trenches with the director and the writer. Um, yeah. Stressing on the story and the characters just with, with them.
1: Yeah. 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 I feel, feel like the difference, though, is that you stress about things like that. We're So we're stressing about. Like, making sure we can get the shot we need and making sure that all the things are happening and that, like, the characters are going to come off right in the, in the performances and everything. And then you're, like, stressing about, like, would Jake have this action figure on his shelf or would it be another type of action figure or, you know...
0: Yes, and have constantly having things on hand to be used as I mean, I don't know, Rob, if you handle props as well. But like constantly having things on hand so that if the actor goes and like uses like a pad of paper on the desk, there's also a pen and then there's also like fifteen different options for colours. I'm just extrapolating on my horrible pen and pad idea. Yeah. But like you have to think about every single moment that the character's also thinking of too. That's crazy.
2: It is crazy. Um luckily I, I have people who um I make sure that they're aboard with my vision at prop masters and people like that. Not always, but quite often, I have people a, a good, a great crew that that will be able to just they know what I'm, what I want, so I don't have to tell them every stress everything. But on, the, on a movie like this, where there's not a, a big crew, um, yeah, it's going to be a lot like that, a lot, <laughs> right.
1: Well, I asked you first. I was like, "Could you do this by yourself?" And you were like, "No." <laughs> no, I, I mean,
2: if I was so, um, younger, more foolish, I would say, "Yeah," but I'd be wrong. <laughs> I'd be wrong. Right, right. Um, so, I want to hear
1: about, and I think this is probably something that a lot of people who who are in the art department, you know, would want to hear, is like, how do you go from being an onset dresser to production designing and you you said that you convinced you talked your way into that position but how did you even get in the position to have an interview to be the production designer on a feature film uh, like the wrestler
2: well i've always tried to put myself in a leadership positions or places where i can have more control i guess and um after i was on said dress you know i was doing a lot of I, I i i actually art directed on another film of garden of eden i believe is what it was called um with uh, Eric Roberts and from that you know people just found out about me a little bit and and they knew I was available and then um American Wrestler basically their production designer dropped out and they couldn't find the person the person just disappeared a week I found out I kind of figured out later why but uh that's a you know another story but um basically um somebody who I'd worked with before said hey Rob could do this and they uh, called me up, and I'd actually been a wrestler when I was in, in the 80s, so I I could I really knew what I was talking about, and I was very familiar with that era, 79, 80, because um, it was important to me pop culturally, and, and I think I was 12, and uh, just kind of You know, just, I I knew what I was talking about and I I knew movies so much that I felt that I could, I could do it. That I I knew what the, what what we were looking for here. What, you know, I knew what a movie was about. I knew what production design, what it served. So I felt confident.
1: So the, the, a little question I had that, that came in here, which I didn't even realize was a thing until recently, but like, what's the difference between a production designer and an art director, or are they the same thing?
2: I think they can be interchangeable to people. Um, and on, a, on an an independent film, you're kind of both quite often. But if you have a large enough crew as a production designer, you know, you're the person who designs thing and you're kind of watching the overall vision of it. And then you have an art director who can take your vision and then say, OK, you know, and then he'll tell this guy to do this and this guy to build this and this guy to make this. And um, really, I mean, the, the, I think the production designer is more of a, a person who has vision and and what have you in mind that those kind of things and the art director is more of a practical let's get it done but like i said they can be interchangeable so you're you're basically both on my movie pretty much right yes on your movie yeah yes. yeah, yeah interesting so yeah because it's like i don't know how many people it'd be but um i'm sure it'll be smaller than my usual props team so it'll be yeah probably maybe
1: <laughs> I, I don't know yet if it'll be smaller but um yeah well, I'm, I'm hopeful so so you basically you you s- stepped into this job um because someone dropped out last minute i've actually gotten some of my biggest jobs have come that way where either someone needed to be replaced or it, they realized that they didn't hire enough people in the first place and then they um you know bring me in uh and, and that sort of uh you know, been how, how I've gotten there. Uh, and uh, so another question I had was when you did get on the wrestler, was it pretty smooth, like going into your first production design job or like, what? like talk about how you handled it. Cause that's like the first time you're ever doing that job. Like what were some things that you had to encounter and then that you encountered and how you overcame them basically?
2: Well, it was a, um, I, they brought me in seven days before shooting started. Not not seven work days, but seven days. Um, so you know, I had to grab a bunch of people who, who could who would be uh, willing to to work at a very low rate, and you know had a lot of passion. So that was my big first challenge was just finding people to work with. But luckily, I you know I had a lot of people that uh, I'd PA'd with and and done small things with, and we'd all talked about movies and things and. I was like, you know, this person could do this. This person could do that. So that was a big challenge was just getting people and putting them in the right places. And then uh, very, 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 very low budget. So I I had to do a lot of improvising, a lot of reusing resources, uh, sourcing things, using uh, uh, talking with the producer and finding, you know, uh, resources within the Petaluma area, uh, which luckily Petaluma had a lot of stuff from that era. And um, I was able to find things very cheaply, or donated and um, use them appropriately. And then,
1: were you already did you get handed a bunch of props and things already put in place by the previous person, or was it like you had to come in a week with a week to go and start from scratch?
2: Well, this, the prop person was already on uh, on the on the show, Jessica Lappin, and she was uh, she was on it. Oh yeah. I, I know Jessica. Yeah, she, she's great. Yeah, yeah. So basically, uh, there were some things that were not in place, but what she could do at that place, she had. And then we, then consulted with me and the director on wh- where we'd go in that last week or so. I mean, mostly what I was, I had, I had nothing in place for me for the set decoration. I, I had uh, a few locations that they'd already gotten, but that's it. Yeah, it was just props were, were somewhat ready. Wardrobe was somewhat ready, but it was, you know, it was all rolling along at the end. So it, it, it just kind of all rolled into place in time. And another thing was just because of this, I had to figure out how to, um, what do you call it? Basically figure out what to, the logistics of everything. So like I I wouldn't stress on things that I knew that weren't coming up in for, for a couple weeks or three weeks while everybody else around me was because we didn't have everything we needed i was trying to go okay here's what we have now here's what we have then here we'll we'll control what we can now and then we'll have a plan a a plan b and probably a plan c for that thing
1: right right and then and then how big was your team on that first one you said you had a prop master and then what was, was it also like a like a set dresser like a you know does designated set dresser did you like what was your team
2: like i had uh let's see a lead uh and Two set dressers, uh, two people on the prop property, uh, yeah, on, on the, in the property department, and an on set dresser. And so, um, you know, the lead was really almost like a art director at times because we, we'd have to, I'd have to go off somewhere and do something. And direct, art direct this part, and then they go somewhere else and do the other thing.
0: I just wanted to know what is vital for you to receive as as a production designer from the director at the very beginning of the process. Like, is it just a lookbook? Is it like a list of vital set pieces? Like, what do you, what helps you do your job?
2: Well, a lookbook's nice. Um, I, I I think it's good for a lookbook because to have a lookbook for the director and the producers and people like that because I think they need to have somewhat of an idea where they're going. But as an, when you're doing an independent film, you kind of, um, you don't really know wh- wh- what your look's exactly going to be. So from from the director, I need to know, I need character biographies. I need um, the setting. I need ideas of, uh, if they have any ideas of color, you know, what, what, what are going to be the main uh, colors in this film? Is it going to be like browns and earth tones or is it going to be flashy reds and blues? But, ba- you know, the more information I can get on the story and the, the people within the story, that's the best.
0: And the character bios, I mean, is that just like a, uh, you know, like a paragraph? Or is that like an essay?
2: I prefer essays. But, but that's
0: amazing. I, I never even thought to do that for my production designer. I'm like, this whole world is opening to me because of this.
2: I, 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 to tell the truth, I don't know if other people do it that way. But for me, I like to get into the characters. And if they don't, Give me those bios. I will make up my own and tell them. Here's what I figured out. This person has done, um, because I want to know where they went, where this person went to school, and what their other jobs were, and what their uh, mental health outlook is, and uh, all these things. Because when I'm building their home, their kitchen, what have you, I want it to feel like their kitchen, not a kitchen. And so that's just extremely important to me.
1: Right. I don't think I ever gave you the character bios I promised you. I feel very bad,
2: but I uh, I pulled it out of you in uh, in our uh, talk. Right, so right, I have a. I mean, um, we talked about you know from this point that happens in their life. What did these two guys do differently? Right. Because, yeah, we did talk about that. And what did they do before the same? Because right, you know, it, it's it's uh, it's quite a you know very messy from my point when I come in, and and, it, and the more clarity I can get on these people and the story, the better it is. Right, right. Yeah, I think I, I the thing is that's annoying me is I think I actually do have bios
1: written from the characters from like way way back when I wrote, was writing the first few drafts of the script. I just had to dig them up and send them to you, you know? But um, you know,
2: I, I think yeah, I mean you're you're good yeah, now, huh? <laughs> I, I'm pretty good. I think there's I think that, that some stuff will come up when I uh talk about the bedrooms a little bit more with you.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, the bedrooms indeed um so let's see so you did that first movie and then you so you've done 11 movies as a production designer mm-hmm. and that was in a pretty short amount of time that's some from what like 2015 to now basically um for uh yeah it's been five years maybe six wow and so how the heck do you production design eleven movies in that time and like so how and how do you get them? Is it all with the same team? Like all like eleven of them
2: or was it just most of them with the same people? Like how did it come about? Um, most of them with the same people, yeah. They would come around every year for a few years there and um, I would I would you know, they'd just call me up and say, Hey, you wanna do another movie? But I also got in on a couple other films. Um, one was Unleashed. Oh, yeah. And the other one was uh, more recent called You Can't Say No with uh, Peter Fonda. Oh, nice. Is that one out yet? It is on, um, I believe it's on Amazon now.
1: Okay. Yeah. I just watched Unleashed for the first time like a few uh, weeks ago. Oh,
2: really? Did you enjoy it? Yeah, it was fun. It was silly, you know? It's a fun, silly movie. It's very silly. Finn was just a very jolly dude. I liked him a lot. Nice. director. But, uh, yeah, I just, you know, I think on Unleashed, he heard of that I'd been on uh, Fruitvale Station. And that's kind of got, and Jessica was on Unleashed. So, it just kind of happened, to, you know, we went again. But I think he might have thought that I Production Design Unleashed, but I, I just didn't correct him. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I mean, Productionist Futurist. Yeah, yeah I mean, right, right. I mean, right. Yeah, I think he, he thought I did Fruitvale Station as Production Designer, but I was actually on Set Dresser. Either way. I enjoyed it. It was a good experience. It was my first sit- sitcom, not sitcom, rom-com. Rom-com, right? And then but having
1: done American Wrestler and uh, how many other movies had you done at that point? Had you done like 2 or 3 of these, you know, other movies? No. It was American Wrestler and then Unleashed uh, pretty uh, pretty quickly. So um, American Wrestler didn't help you get Unleashed then. It was only because your affiliation with Fruitvale Station basically.
2: Uh, that Jessica Lappin and I think also just the fact that I had done a movie as a production
1: director. right. Oh, Liz, you got a question? You go.
0: Well, I wanted to delve into the economics of being a production designer at in Bay Area features and also just like for a career. But I, I I'm worried that this might derail us a little bit. So, Arik, you you let us know <laughs> if we can divulge. Well,
2: yeah. Um, some of these before secrets. we
1: get to that. That can be the next question. But the, the one last question I had was, what did you learn from the production designer on Fruitvale
2: Station that you took into your production design? Oh, Hannah. Hannah, I watched her a lot. Um, she, she was, if I asked her a question, she would kind of roll her eyes and, and then then answer me, luckily because I asked a lot of questions. And uh, I think what I got from Hannah the most was, was just looking into character and looking into um, the lives of these people, trying to get the the empathy for characters where you, you were in their, you know, you're in their home. Where did you throw your shoes this morning? Or whatever, it's just, it's... It was just interesting to me. I think I think she's the one who really made me think about character quite a bit.
0: I think that's so amazing, and, and something that I have often taken for granted as a director is that I'm often like, "Oh, my production designer." Well, they have they are in charge of aesthetics, mm-hmm. and then you forget that they're protecting the characters and protecting the vision, your vision, Ulrich, like our vision as filmmakers. Um, so I think that's wonderful. But I also think that like indie film is in trouble right now. Yes. <laughs> and have you, and you're very successful. You've done tons of movies. Do you feel like you are making like a solid, you know, rewarding living in this field?
2: Well, solid and rewarding are two different things. Um, uh, I do not feel I'm solid. No, am uh, not here in San Francisco. Um, there's not a lot of films that are made here, directed by directors here with crews, you know, usually they, they may get a local crew, but they won't get a local production designer. So I don't feel too solid on that. But as far as rewarding goes, yes, um, I, I love to, I love film. I love uh, writing. And I feel that in production design, in, in a way I am writing, helping write these characters, um, fill them out.
0: You are you are. I'm seeing that much more clearly now. It's really cool.
2: Thank you. So, you know, I, 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 uh, I. it's, you know, right now I'm at a kind of a crossroad. So I'm trying to figure out where I'm going next and what I'm going to do. You know, is it time to get an agent? Is it time to move to L.A.? Uh, is it time to work, go towards commercials? I don't know, but I'm trying to figure it out.
1: Right. Do you think that you would get more work as a production designer if you moved to Los Angeles? Um, even well, if yeah. already done 11 <laughs> movies. It's like you just need to be where they're
2: hiring these people. I, I don't know. I really don't know what my value is, uh, to tell the truth, um, to, to LA. I think here I'm probably one of the more, as far as production designers of films go, I'm one of the more experienced ones, an independent film. But I don't know that I have value he- so much here. And, um, there, I'm just unsure. So um, I, it's just uh, Los Angeles. Um, <laughs> I don't want to talk too much about LA. I mean, I I, I, lo- I love the people I've met there. I just, it's not my favorite environment.
0: Well, I, I'm with you and I'm stuck here in the middle of the, the cesspool of Century City, FYI, <laughs> right now. Um, but I also just one follow-up question to this like big picture scenario is how do like? Do you feel production designers are valued? Like, I know that sound is always paid for, and everyone always like. There's no way, <laughs> there's no way to find a low budget sound on site sound recordist. But I feel like a lot of people in film make compromises in terms of their salaries in order to, to get credits and work on good projects. And in terms of the hierarchy of positions on set, do you feel like production design is respected?
2: Well. No but at the same time I, I when I when I production design I take what is mine for me i I'm up there with the director and the DP and um, so I will push until I'm t- <laughs> because I mean it's it, it's I don't feel like the, I think assistant directors have no idea what I do and they and they they, they don't understand it and they don't take the time to, to learn um, at, at, you know always pushing to move on really quickly instead of you know um, Looking at the at the frame and allowing us to, you know, adjust it. Um, I think when you do it right, people do respect it and then they forget and they're like, oh, well, that's just anybody can do that. You know, anybody can decorate a place or uh, move furniture. But uh, they, they they don't really see what's going on behind the scenes. I mean, art w- w- people we're we're usually the fir- we're in there before everybody, and then we're in there after everybody. So they don't really see what we do. They 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 go on sets and they have no idea what that, what's real or not. Sometimes it's <laughs> it's funny. <laughs>
0: Yeah, we almost killed our production designer, not because we wanted to, but because she was the hardest working person on our set. Like, we almost, by proxy, killed her. And I've um, always just been so indebted to her for Marcy Mount, for everything she's done on our production. I just wanted to say that I appreciate what you all do.
2: Well, thank you. I, I do think that sometimes uh, the art people do run themselves ragged. And it, it it's it's very interesting. But I, I find that you know there's a lot of pride. A lot of pride because... What goes goes up on that screen will be there forever in that frame, and uh, to me, it's like, you know, it, it's my work, right, right up there. It's and uh, it's very easy to see what I did or did not do.
1: Right, right. Um, this is maybe not a good thing to talk about, but I'm just curious. So I, I worked on about seven features as a crew person and every art department that I've ever worked uh, around has always had some level of drama. Um, so I'm just curious, like, is that just because you guys work so hard that it just happens or like you're all put in a, in a small space and you have to work like 18 hours, you know, a day and you're building things and, and, Everything's changing last minute, and there's just so much to do. Or is that just the experience I've had on my few movies, or is that true? Like, I don't know. I'm just curious.
2: Well, my thought is you got a bunch of artists together. Most of them are in their 20s. Everybody thinks they can do it better than the other person. Um, nobody's quite sure of the vision. They just know what's in front of them, but they're pretty sure they can do it better than everybody else. And uh, yeah, we work a lot, lot of hours, and we're. But uh, you know, I, I still enjoy it quite a quite a bit. I love I love my art people. They're quirky and um, I'm quirky so it works out nicely. Yeah.
1: Yeah, nothing against art departments. I just you know I was you know I have the most fun conversations with different members of the art art department, like either during or after the shoot, you know, and hearing all the gossip. It's like, whoa, (laughs) what's going
2: on? Yeah, and I and I sometimes I'll blame myself, but you know I got to step out of it and think. You know, we're 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 working really really hard, and we're exhausting ourselves, and and tempers get frayed.
0: Well, that's something across the board for the industry, yeah. right? It's like people are not sleeping enough. They're the days are too. Wait, I mean, I, I just found out that San Francisco does ten hour days versus LA does twelve hour days from Met and Lo. But still, I mean, a ten right. hour a day when you're on your feet and you're exhausted <laughs> is just is no joke. So it all makes sense, but also it keeps things interesting, right? If if our department is bringing some fun drama to set, as long as everyone's safe and healthy, um, I'm in. Bring me into these in these gossip stores.
2: Right. It, you know, it, it, it flames creativity.
1: (laughs) So when, when you're making, doing the production design for a film, what do you find is the most challenging aspect of your
2: job? The challenge, most challenging, I, I guess getting a proper budget is really always been the most challenging thing. Getting to be able to, to politically work yourself or, um, practically work yourself into a larger budget (laughs) i mean that's for struggling with producers i I find that's that's the biggest thing um but if you have another thing more you know do you have anything another like something like i do practically no
1: no i mean that's just that's interesting that that's where you go because i mean do you feel like on all the movies you've ever worked on that you've never been handed a budget that was um sufficient basically to get done what you've been asked to do
2: well, they've all been sufficient because I I did the job, so right. um, which which really I think sometimes comes back and bites me in the ass because they're like, well, Rob did it for twelve thousand, he can do it, this one for eleven thousand, you know, and right, uh, right. So now I, I don't think I think maybe on one movie uh, you can't say no with with uh, Peter Fonda. I had the right budget because we were staying at this place that had. All these antiques and, and, and different things that are already there, so I could just pull from all the, all this 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 deco that was already there and then just kind of augment it, so that was probably the most efficient budget I ever had, but uh, generally right. i don't get the budget no, but um, I get by I mean not get by I, I I try to do the better than expected
0: well and also I assume that anticipating how to design a location without the locations being locked. Sounds like a massive challenge with every production, like how you deliver to Ulrich eight different, um, you know, designs for someone's office, but not knowing what the location of the office is could throw a lot into um, into question.
2: Right. Well, if I don't know the exact location, I don't. try, I try not to diagram anything. I look around and find um, inspiration and pictures of um, things that I think would be in that area or would look similar to it. And then I, I figure out my colors that I can control because usually they will probably be beige in there, whether I want it or not. And I, I don't have the money to change that. So, you know, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll do things like that so that I know that I have a good concept of what I want in this place. And then when I get the place, then it's a matter of adjusting it and saying, oh, well, toss out that 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 idea. But, you know, I, I'm open to new ideas. I love to collaborate and um, I'm always ready to to jump to something new as long as it fits with, with the vision.
0: Well, speaking of collaboration, your collaboration with Ulrich is coming up on the alternate. And I got it because <laughs> right. I think I'm the most appropriate person to ask this question. Um, why did you jump on board?
2: Uh, I jumped on board because I've known Ulrich for a few years and I've, I've, li- I've liked him quite a bit since I first met him. And, uh, and I've done a, <laughs> a, a short for him called Brother, and he said he, he was working on something wanted to know if I was interested. And then he sent me the script. And I was like, you know, this is probably the best script or, or one of the best scripts I've read, you know, of a movie that's been offered to me.
1: Wow. Thanks, man.
2: You're welcome. I, I, I just believe that I could tell that somebody had put a lot of thought into the story and the characters um, and layers, tried to layer it and make it more complex that is the attempt, <laughs> right? Right. So that, that to me, uh, you know, that, that real, was very appealing. Was there, um, like, an aspect
1: of when you worked on Brother With Me that, like, helped you feel comfortable in going to do a feature with me, that it just was, like, kind of a smoother experience, or—I mean, I know that wasn't necessarily the smoothest of shoes either, but, um, you know, like— like
2: were there other factors, or I think that just working with you, I could tell you had a great joy for film, and um, that you were pretty easygoing, and yet at the same time had a vision. So I was happy that I felt that it would be a good collaboration. And then I, I remember how how when you, I was like watching the filmmaking and then I saw that you were like almost jumping in place when you saw how the the performance was going in front of you. And I was like, this guy just is in love right now. And this is, you know, I want to be part of this. <laughs> <laughs> so when you said, yeah. So when you said, let's do an, a longer one, I'm like, well, that'll be fun. That'll be fun.
1: Oh, thanks, man. <laughs> Absolutely. Right. Try, try to have a positive, uh, you know, uh, energy on set in general. But I, but sometimes I just can't help myself. I get too excited. I'll start hitting people and slapping them on the back. And <laughs> just, uh, you know, like pointing at the frame and they're like, what the hell? <laughs> Is this guy getting-
2: I think, I think though that it makes all the rest of us go, oh, we're so happy that we're helping. We're ha- happy that we're bringing this happiness to you. Oh, that's good.
0: It's really adorable. <laughs> <laughs> It's all about you, Alric. It's all for you. Oh boy! Um, yes. And the film has a <laughs> portal in it. Is that something that excites you, Rob, or does it freak you out, or what? Well,
2: what? What about the portal? The portal excites me that I don't have anything to do with it because it's uh, from what I understand they've already got that technology down. Pat, I'm just worried about the practicalities of the screen. That's what, I'm, I'm not. I don't even care about the portal. right, except for metaphorically the portal.
1: Right. I mean, well, we already designed it. And I mean, it's probably going to get a facelift for the feature, probably. Um, maybe not. It might be the exact same one that we have, which I, I like the one that we have a lot. Um, but uh, but yeah, it is really more about the screen and how the actors can interact with the screen and that Rob is helping with, um, which is really, really important. Because, you know, trying to do as much of the portal stuff practically or, you know, making it as easy on our visual effects artists as possible is really our goal, you know, and uh I think there's some fun things we can do with the screens that can help that um, make it work well so when when I came to you with this movie and you saw the numbers of what you were working with, does that change the way that you approach a film when you're presented with like a much lower budget than you normally would be off like have to work with?
2: No, not really i mean i, I it does add a point when it comes time to uh get things, but uh it, it I I mean, I look, I still look at characters. I still look at story. I still look at all those things. And then I, I, then I think about how can I do this for, you know, the lowest amount of money and make a a large impact, you know, maybe, maybe it's, if I don't have a lot of money, maybe I can throw a few things on the, on the set that have, uh, that pop a bit and that, that would draw your eye. And then you'd think, oh, they spent a lot of money. (laughs) So, you know, that it's. I, the lower budget, it's a challenge, and I, I kind of enjoy it in, in some way because it forces me to to uh, compromise and and to uh, think outside the box, so to speak. Nice. So when when I when you saw this movie, what
1: was the biggest challenge? Was it the like the same challenge you always face, like trying to stretch the budget, or was there like a certain aspect of this film that you feel is going to be the hardest to design?
2: Well, I think it was stretching the budget and um using a couple of the same locations as a before and after place to make to make that convincing to an audience that when they when they when they just when they see this that first few seconds that they're they don't they're not jarred they they think oh yeah this is real that that's to me challenging i'm thinking about that quite often actually right
1: yeah 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 that's important i think that's something that we, we, you know, as a filmmaker, you always, especially doing sci-fi, it's like you always want them people to buy into what you've created and what you're putting on screen, right? And so they feel like it, it matches the story, it put, keeps you in the mood, it feels organic and it doesn't feel fake, you know, or fit or cheated, you know. I feel like the movies I've worked on before, like some of the things that you struggle against is like when you're in um, a, a set or or a location. And it just doesn't feel like the location that you want it to feel like, um, and like what you put on screen just doesn't really match the story. It's like that's the toughest part. So I don't know. That's why I have you,
2: Rob. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah, and I think also my job would be to say, you know, to to point out the limitations of these sets too. At the at the, you know when we get to it, like right. you know, it, it would be really best if you did not shoot in this direction. Or, right, right, exactly. Or what have you. So, I mean, it's it, it, you know having such a low budget, it it, it just makes me. Uh, I just have to keep thinking of possibilities. You know, I feel almost like a general trying to, you know, fight a war.
0: It is a war. It's a horrible war. Uh, the war of film. Yeah. Um, in terms of, though you're in prep. Your your guys are going to shoot this film soon, and I I assume you're anticipating a response to the film, or at least you're hoping. To evoke some some sort of emotional response from the audience with the work that you put in, Rob. And mm-hmm. I guess what I'm curious is, like, as you picture and envision this film being thrown out into the world and being received, what are you, what are you hoping for?
2: As as far as audience reception, what they what they with
0: what... yeah, reception of your work and of the film as well, as a whole. Uh,
2: I hope that they they just take it as a movie. They don't go look at it as a low budget film or a. Uh, you know, uh, independent or whatever, and they just take it as a film. That they, nothing about the presentation distracts from that, such as my work. I hope they see no seams. <laughs> um, I, I think that, you know, as as far as my work, I just want them to not notice it so much. That they would more just feel, you know, that they don't even think about it. This just makes sense. This just makes sense that I see this house right now and it looks just like this. That's That to me would be, very rewarding.
1: So, you know, you, you told me off mic that you'd production designed a movie on your own once and that it was a tough experience and that you didn't feel that like it's the best way to make a movie and that it's not the best way to build a set, you know, because there's just things that'll get, um, you know.
2: You mean I
1: production, you mean I was an onset set dresser mm-hmm. or. Oh, well, did you. Well, so have you ever production designed a movie by yourself or have you always had a team?
2: I always have a team, but it's not always the same team throughout the full shoot because the you know people have to go right, out and make right. a living, in a, it's it's kind of ragtag at some points. I feel like I'm doing it myself, but really, I'm I've never I've never really done it by myself except for like <laughs> short films. Oh, uh,
1: Okay, films. okay. Well, I guess then. Well, that's the question. Is like, do you feel like? you know that's something that production designers should be doing when they're getting started like should they take on movies on their own or no no so you think like i think it's
2: disrespectful to them interesting i i think that 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 they should take on short films by their on their own or with one other person basically right. i think you should always have at least two people uh, one person on set and one person off set so that that the person offset can anticipate and move forth and get things ready for the next set. At least that on, on a short film. But um, on a feature, you should have a team that's ahead and a team that's on set at the very least. Right. So you don't think
1: that, like, when you're getting started and you're, you know, production designing your first movie, that it's like an okay load to put on yourself to to just take it take that on and make it happen because i mean there's so many features that we probably wouldn't have an art department if they had to have more than
2: one person you know just because the budgets are so low you know to me it's like you should insist on getting a team because the 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 cameraman it, the cinematographer is not doing it all by himself and the the director is not doing it all by himself and i, I that's kind of where i am now in practicality if you if you know you do what you got to do, and you, you, you know, if, if that's all you can get, then do it. Um, if you feel you know but, uh, that you're up to it, because it's going to be you know 15, 16 hour days, and you're gonna your hair is gonna fall out and you're gonna right. gain weight, and it's <laughs> and it's gonna be and you're gonna be cranky right. and mean, and you're oh, you go or you're gonna lose weight. I don't know, there's all kinds of things that have happened, yeah. Right, but it, right. It's, I um, it's stressful right, right, enough right. with a good team and a low budget. Uh, it, now, if you right. did a movie where it's like one room, um, yeah, yeah, that, that could possibly work with right. like three props.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, it's just something I think about a lot. We we had another production designer, uh, you know, Liz's production designer for Speed of Life.
0: Marcy, my production designer, did it, um, designed the whole film herself. She had an art director who was her boyfriend at the time. And we had a few volunteer PAs every now and then. And it was a time travel movie. Uh, with multiple locations, but one shooting location, uh, you know, a house. So, uh, and she, as I said, she, like, really overworked herself. Right. So I totally am on board with what you're saying. Like, wonderful production designers. Like, she's, she's one in a million, but um, maybe maybe next
2: time.
1: Well, it's interesting because, like, we, I asked her the same exact questions that I just asked you. And, you know, uh, she was sort of saying that, like, you know, if you – are in a situation where this is your first movie and you're taking it on like uh, that she says, like, yeah, you can, you know, if you feel like you can get it done and you feel confident in what you're being asked for, you can do it, but you're just going to need help from the team. And that's one of the things that we, we should also remind or mention again is that Marcy had lots of help from her, from your production team, Liz. Like, she talked about a specific producer who was there a lot helping Marcy move things. Pardis. And yeah. Pardis is a hero. Yeah. So it wasn't like she was all alone, all alone. But I mean, she was the only person in art department. She just had assistance from, you know, production and such, you know, as needed. Right. Well, that's a
2: bit different, but I love production assistants. They have come and saved my bacon more than once.
1: Well, yeah, I don't know. It's just this thing I think about, right? Like, because, you know, we're thinking about the future of independent film and the future of, you know, making movies on low budgets. And it's like, you know, like, you're just always going to have less to work with or not that much to work with in your budgets as the way that I see things going now, basically. So it's like coming up with solutions on how to make movies and, you know, having to do a one-person art department with, is a way that you can save a lot of of uh, budget, you know, um, or not having an art department at all and just doing it yourself,
2: which is another thing that a lot of people do. But, but it shows in their end product. <laughs> right. Of course. I mean, they, they think it looks fine, right. but I'll tell you what, it doesn't. I mean, it really doesn't. You, I mean, people don't know what's wrong when they look at a set that's not done right. But they know it's wrong. They can feel it. Right. And then later they're like, "That something was off on that, or that looked a little cheap. But they don't really know why. But they can tell. And that's, you don't want your audience doing that. I, I, so to me, it's like, you know, spend a little bit less on camera and give that to art.
0: <laughs> uh, they would say the same thing. They would say, "Give take money away from art department and give it to camera.
2: And they're getting it.
0: Right. <laughs> In my film, they're both equally deprived, is how I feel.
2: Well, good. I think that's fair.
0: I know you're a filmmaker as well, Rob, and I, I guess I'd like to hear just a little bit about that before before we um, close up shop here.
2: Oh, um, my directing? My own directing? Um, yeah. Okay. Well, I, I've directed a documentary called Donut Shop um, that... I sent out to a few festivals. It's a it's about a donut shop, um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it's the the person who. <laughs> so the person who owns it though is is Cambodian and he survived the uh, the Khmer Rouge genocide. So it's a little bit more than just a donut shop, but it is about a donut shop. And it, you know, so that was my short. That it's still kind of going around, but I'm I'm gonna probably put that on some kind of streaming service. And I have, I have a picture lock on a narrative I just finished nice. called uh, Tough Guys Forget um, about a man who has to take care of his father who has uh, dementia and post-traumatic stress disorder and is abusive. So it's a little bit of a left turn. And, uh, <laughs> so that, that's, I'm, I'm excited about getting that one done. It's been sitting around for a while because when I was production designing, I couldn't really put any time into it. Um, and, you know, and other than that, I'm trying to work on writing a few screenplays um, for a feature. And uh, I directed a couple of music videos for for my friend Laz.
0: Rob, I, this might be a weird thing to disacknowledge, but when I asked you about your film... You like I could tell you physically leaned forward into the mic and your energy <laughs> <You're> level <right. laughs> changed completely and I'm just saying I really I want you to work on the alternate and I want you to be happy and have a day job but I also it sounds <laughs> like it sounds like your heart's really in directing and I can you comment I on that you're right. at all you
2: <laughs> uh, uh, you are you are, uh, you are astute yes 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 you're right I, I my heart is in writing and directing. Um, that's part of why I, I, the production designing helps me. I mean, to me, it, it kind of helped. I write, I'm able to write through that, create. Um, and, uh, but I, yeah, I, I love to write and direct. Uh, and, um, yeah, that's something that I'm, I'm, I'm also going at, you know, I have a few tracks going on right now.
1: Nice. And what do you take from your work in the art department bringing into your own films? Is it like, Do you make sure that you have a big art department, you know, that you, you work with when you're making your shorts or do you kind of do it yourself? Like, how do you handle that?
2: Well, on, on the, the, the music videos, um, I, one, I had an assistant and the other one, I just, um, went around in different locations in Oakland. I shot, I shot these with iPhones, these, the two music videos because of my, you know, my thing about, about cameras. Um, but, uh. As far as, uh, like, on Tough Guys Forget, it was a black-and-white film, so I had to... Uh, I production designed it, because, and I, I did wardrobe and all that, it, it, because I had to uh, control the tones, and then I had an onset set dresser who I used for my other features, Mickey Mickey uh, Hortensio Rodriguez, and she, I trust her very much, and we have a good... Um, Communication. Oh, nice! And so she would be my onset, and we would talk about stuff, and then I would go talk to the actors for a while while she did her thing, and then when we got to the set, I would look at it and and tell her what I wanted adjusted, and then uh, we would go to it. So I, I think that I just I I, I made just right. made sure that when I was um, doing this that that so we made sure that art was at the same level right, right. as camera so that's when you're really directing what, when direct, that's what's your hardest uh, what's the hardest I don't want it to be biggest above, challenge I do I do you have to
1: overcome to when you're approaching a, a, a film that you're directing
2: Um I'm introverted so it's kind of hard sometimes <laughs> to talk to people but um, the more I push myself out of that comfort zone the, the better it is I think uh, it's very hard to figure out how to exactly work with actors. Um, and I find that, you know, trying to use empathy and, and uh, you know, uh, just try to just put myself in their shoes a bit helps a lot. But I, you know, I think working with actors is quite a challenge for me, right? Yeah, I mean, I feel like
1: every actor is different. That's one of the things that, you know, like I've learned is that, you know, you work one way with one actor, but then another actor wants to be worked with in a different way, you know? And so you just have to sort of figure out the best way to work with each actor that you work with, you know?
2: You're you're absolutely right. You have to listen to, to the people you're working with, especially when it's the actor, because they're like, I mean, they're the most important thing up there.
1: Right. I used to think that's like, okay, I'm going to learn the way to work with actors and then I'll know. And then that's the way I'll work. I'll work with actors. And then it was like I, after making a few things, you're just like, no, that's not. It's not. It's not what is it, how it's going to be, man. You yeah. gotta just you gotta adapt to you yeah. know each different actor. Um, right. This person digs this. This person digs that. Right. Right. So, uh we gotta wrap it up, but first off, where can people find your work your your directing work? like is there like a trailer out for any of these movies? like are, I guess they're not online yet, but uh, is there a place where people can go and and see what you've done?
2: Donut shop is not out as far as the music videos, I believe they're on my YouTube channel, which is probably nice. under Rob Uter or something. Um, and then there's like one or er- very, very early short I did there about secret agents. <laughs> yeah, <fun. laughs> which is it's just so stupid, but i I, I like it. So I threw it up there um and I believe that the teaser trailer for um for uh tough guys forget is on there too oh nice uh, if not, it's on vimeo um yeah that, that donut shop's not up anywhere yet, but it it will be i gotta get it uh closed captioned I hear that's my last step for that thing oh
1: nice yeah i uh, I remember watching the trailer for uh you know uh tough guys forget um but uh you know. It uh I thought I wasn't sure if it was live or something you sent to me privately or not. But uh but it was really good. I was really excited to see it, you know. Well, um, thank you. That was probably like 2 or 3 years ago.
2: <laughs> probably. <laughs> probably. I'm like uh yeah. It's I'm learning as I'm going. Right. As as we all are. Um Right.
1: So uh so then where can people find your production design work? If they want to check out your work as a production designer,
2: where should people go? Well, we can go to Com, which is Uh, my website which has all my stuff on there Um, at least pick um, some trailers and uh, photos from all the different movies and uh, I believe some of these movies like Dirt and uh, American Wrestler are on uh, uh, available for streaming some of these movies that I've made the um, about six of them or so are, are on different streaming platforms if you go to IMDb you'll find the list there, too.
1: Yeah, I just finished uh, making my documentary about... Uh, it's like one of my documentary series videos about the making of The Alternate, and it, I released yours yesterday as we're recording this. Mm-hmm. So I did some research, with, went onto your website, found some photos. I don't know if I included many of them into the actual video, but I got, I got the trailers for your films and threw those in there so uh, you, people could see your previous work um, You know, as you talk about it. Well, thank you. But yeah, and then for people who haven't seen that video yet, you should go to the alternate um, Facebook page um, or uh, Seed&Spark. You, you guys can see that video uh, with with Rob talking about all his work. Because so I think this will be out while the crowdfunding campaign is still live, which is very exciting. Um, and then, uh, yeah, uh, any
2: Twitter, social media, anything like that for you? I'm just an Instagram guy. I love it. But... I don't put much of my work up there. It's more just uh, photographs of impressions of San Francisco or and wherever I am. Um, nice. But no, I'm not a Twitter tweeter. Not a Twitter no. tweeter? <laughs> nope. yeah
1: Liz is the best Twitter tweeter I know or one of the best Twitter tweeters I
0: don't have that many followers but that's very nice I know (laughs)
1: but your your tweets make me smile every time I read them you know (laughs) and so as far as like going to I don't really go to Twitter that often but like I'll go there to read a a Liz Manishel, tweet you know (laughs) thank you um yeah and like it usually (laughs) Um. <laughs> so uh, so yeah guys that was uh, really really fun thank you so much for an awesome episode I'll probably talk about it in the front of the episode I'll just drop it in but you know if you haven't yet you should go check out uh, The Alternate Seed and Spark um, at seedandspark.com slash fun slash the alternate support us if you can help us make this movie help Rob get the budget he needs I don't to think do that's his gonna work. work help <laughs> him
0: help him beat camera um, in, in terms of fundraising
1: help him <laughs> right <laughs> Oh good. Well, the the, the thing uh, we're getting a lot of donations for camera, which is really nice. So, uh, you know, but look, unfortunately, we can't really get the same kind of donations for uh sets uh sadly. Although we are getting some donations, which is really good. Getting... We are getting
2: do- I mean, we probably raised uh, I mean, to co- what we've gotten so far would probably cost us a few thousand to rent. Yeah.
1: Yeah, my my cousin's uh letting me borrow three or four of his pinball machines, which is very very nice of him. Um so that's that's upping our
2: budget right there.
0: Do you love making movies as hard and you want to listen to more episodes?
1: Jump over to our Patreon page at patreon.com MMIH and you can listen to the entire back catalog of episodes for just $1.99 a month.
0: That's an additional 300 episodes that aren't on iTunes that you can listen to whenever you please.
1: But without any more blibber blabber. Back to the show! Okay, Liz, if Rob was on the show today, what is the one question you'd ask him?
0: The only thing I remember about Rob is that he wants to direct, but he does production designing, right? And I would do what I always do to people who are shy about directing. I would be very pushy and nosy and ask them, what have they directed lately and when? And do I have to check in every three months to make sure that they get a project on their on their docket as director?
1: So I can report that Rob had been working on a short film for like an amazing amount of time for like years and years and years. Oh. And right after we finished the alternate, he finished his short and then he Woo! played one year after we played film festivals, he played some of the same film festivals as the alternate or even the same year maybe? I can't remember. It was so he he already got it out and he did it. So well congratulations done, Don. Rob, but where's your feature at, bro? Or I just what
0: are you working on now?
1: He's production he production designed a movie that that played Sundance this last year and got to go to Sundance and do the whole thing. So like I know his production designing is like really doing well, but yeah, make your feature, Rob. What we'll I asked Rob, I don't know. Have you made your feature yet? No, no, I would ask him. I would ask him if he's got any, anything cooking on that. Like, what's his, what's his approach? How's he going about it? And, and also, just if he had any new tips on production design, anything new that he learned on one of his more recent features that he'd like to talk about. But yeah, I think it's time for Ask the Expert. So here is the question. Oh, first off, to explain what it is. So our producer, Eric Toms, comes up with a question every week that he thinks Liz and I should know the absolute definitive answer to. Like, we are the experts on this subject. We should tell everybody what's up, which I think sometimes works and sometimes doesn't. And, you know, we're only two people, so we do our best. Anyways, here is the question. I'm getting ready to shoot my first project. Does it matter what kind of camera and equipment I get? Liz, what do you think?
0: Look, I feel like we could couch this in like 15 million caveats, but no, the answer is no, it doesn't matter. If it's your first project, most filmmakers that I talk to, because I do consult with filmmakers all the time, some filmmakers who haven't even made anything yet, which is fine. There is an analysis paralysis that goes on that stops people from actually making things and i would say if this decision slows down your process in any way it does not matter just get the movie done you need to get your first project done so that you can learn i was listening to the end of the eduardo castrio Cust- Custri- episode mm. the other day and He was talking about this too It's like The only way you learn Is by doing And yes You want to make The best project possible You want it to look As good as possible But don't set those Really high expectations Or burdens For your first project Your first project Is for you to make The most amount of mistakes on So that you can make The next project Better and better So I know you're a gearhead And I know you have Lots of thoughts on cameras But I say no It doesn't matter As long as you make it Just make your movie
1: so, in order to make your first feature, you really have to have the Sony Venice Two. If without the Sony Venice Two, you're not gonna make a movie. I'm just kidding. Yeah, I agree with Liz. You don't need anything special. You can you can do it with your phone. You could do it, you know, with whatever camera the DP that you would like to work with owns. I would say that there's lots of different approaches to the way that you could tackle your first project. I think if you use if you make something that requires mainly natural lighting and that you don't need to do artificial lighting, then do that and just use practical lighting as much as possible because it's just going to look so much better if you do that rather than trying to get like, you know, whatever light you you can afford. And then like, you know, if you're doing it by yourself and you've never really lit anything before, you know, it's going to be a a long road. But if you're just got a window, I mean, you can't look at me right now because it's not on video, but I have beautiful natural lighting hitting me from my window right now. Like this would be great. You could totally shoot a scene in here, you know. Yeah. And same with Liz. So I, I would say, like, well, I'm
0: a little blown out, but yes, I agree. But yeah, but in that room, you
1: could you could do something cool, yeah. you know. So I would I would think more about the story you're gonna tell, where you're gonna tell it, what 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 do you have access to that you can use to tell your story, and think less about the equipment. And if you are gonna work with a DP who's gonna shoot your project, like let them pick the camera, whatever camera that they have, it's gonna be fine. Like I remember I was doing. <laughs> all these camera comparisons like probably five or ten years ago back when I used to work in equipment and like I was reading this one and they compared like like the newest red and I think it was the Alexa at the time and and then to an iPhone and like every camera in between mm-hmm. and then like the, all these fancy DPs were like well I mean it's this is a lot easier to use and nice but iPhone looks pretty good looks yeah. pretty good <laughs> you know so I mean, I feel like keeping that in mind it's like Yeah, I think whatever tool you have is going to work. Just get the story down and make sure it's something that you can do in your environment and that you can actually complete.
0: Just make your movie. Make Make your your movie. On that note... If you have questions Comments or suggestions You can send them to Podcast at MakingMoviesIsHard.com If you like the show You can leave us a review On iTunes Check us out on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter At MMIH Podcast And YouTube at making movies is hard Podcast Thanks to our editor Jeff Breimut For doing the editing He's lovely Thanks to our producer Eric Toms For being awesome Thanks to California Jones For doing all of our Social promotion And just kicking ass At, at, at supporting us That's all I think thanks to all of you For listening and talking to y'all next week.